talk to you for a minute out of the book of Acts. The book of Acts, again, was the beginning of the Christian church. It was the genesis of the Christian church. I wish, I mean, we're getting getting an eyewitness account of the stuff that happened here, but I really wish I could have seen seen this stuff going on. Because it's easy to read about something because all you're getting is the home runs, the grand slams, and the highlights. Typically when you're reading something, that's, that's what you get. You don't get the day-to-day grind, so to speak. You don't get necessarily the in-between all this stuff going on, okay? So, and, in, and because it's like that, it's very easy to mistake, uh, very easy to mistake things and to not understand where you're at in things. So what I mean is this, their life, it was very much like yours and mine. Even the times back then are getting to be very similar to ours, okay? But we're getting a highlighted account of what happened in that day. Whereas you and I are living our lives out and if in the future someone was to do a story about the united christian fellowship church why they wouldn't know about all of us as individuals but they would catch the highlights perhaps of some of the stuff that we did but they wouldn't really know that much about about what was really going on and sometimes it's really difficult to see the times in which you're living Because you're living it out. You're living the highlights. Things are happening at such a fast pace these days in our country. Now, one thing after the next thing, after the next thing, after the next thing, after the next thing. It's it's amazing to see what's going on. But you have got to stop for a moment, look at your life, look at where things are going, and understand where you're at if your life was to be highlighted biblically like this. And it's, that's one thing that's hard to understand about prophecy is because prophecy gives us highlights about things that's going on. But when you're living in that, just as the old saying says, my dad used to say this all the time, a fox can't smell its own den. You get so used to living in the daily grind that you don't understand what's really going on around you. You could have, listen to me very carefully, you could have a very skewed definition of normal. Think about that for a minute. Do you think that we are living in just normal times? Do you think that we are living in just normal Christianity? Do you, what do you think God has to say about this day in which we're living? And what do you guys think if the Lord was to appear here in the body and stand up here at this pulpit and stand here at this microphone, what do you think He would have to say to the Christians who are living in this time and day that we're living in? Okay? Now we're looking at things a little differently. You're trying to make a normal life, right? You're trying to make a normal life in a very jacked up system. 
That's normal. That's human. That's being human. That's what we do. We try to figure out amongst the mess where to place our next step. But the problem is this. You know, imagine yourself walking in a kitchen or walking through. Yeah, we'll just say a kitchen and somebody spilled something on the floor and it made a mess. Well, you got plenty enough room to walk around that mess. And then you go, and what do you do? You try to clean that mess up. But if everybody's in there and everybody's making a mess, and you got this group making a mess here, and you have a whole bunch of people over, and they don't care about anything, and they're throwing stuff in the floor, and it looks like a McDonald's restaurant back there where they cook your food, and all of a sudden, you don't have anywhere to step because the whole freaking place is a mess. That's where you're at. That's where we're at. Now, that is not our fault. I'm just trying to tell you that there's getting to be very few places to take a normal step. Because everybody is so skewed in one is we're, we're, we're becoming very desensitized and it's very dangerous. I want to read to you something and then I'm going to read some other things that's going on and 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 and, and try to, to to bring us in, because if you're a Christian, being a Christian means more than just a title bestowed upon you. Right? Being a Christian means you have an active relationship with Jesus Christ. What, what does that mean? It means that you try to obey Him. That you try to live for Him. And that what He says, capital L, Lord Jesus Christ, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. If He's your Lord, that means... He's the one who directs you. You don't direct you. He directs you. You do what he says. You don't do what you say because you don't know the way. He knows the way. He had to come and save you because we couldn't know the way. We were doomed to a destiny in hell. Someone had to save us. Because man at his best is nothing. And if we're so good at doing things right, then why are we in the condition that we're in? Why are things the way they are? So we can't put our heads in the sand. We can't just overlook things. I'm going to read this to you. Um, what was going on in the early church. And I'm going to start down around verse 27. Now understand, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on here. They had already warned the disciples not to be preaching and and Caiaphas was so he was so convicted that he wouldn't even say Jesus's name he said just he kept referring to him referring to it as that name preaching in that name because he was the one that condemned him to death I mean it was those people right there that condemned Christ and now can you listen just for a second before I read this here you are, say you are on the Sanhedrin court. Say this is the Sanhedrin court right here. This little church gathering that we have today. Let's just say that you are the Sanhedrin court. You are the very people who condemned this Jesus to death. You convinced the Romans to kill him. Okay, this is what happened. Okay, this is what took place. And, and because you were so jealous of him, because you were seeing all these things that he was doing, 
And really, you weren't worried about the religious nature of the state of Israel and bringing the people closer to God. You were just more worried about your title, your money, your fame, your notoriety amongst the people. And you didn't want somebody taking that from you and leading people away from you. And so what did they do? They pursued him and they killed him. They killed Jesus. Okay, but now. You see all these people and all the things that he did and you convict a man who raised the dead, who loved the people, who healed the blind, who gave sight, he gave, he gave hearing to the deaf. He gave, I mean, he, he just did all these wonderful things. You condemn him to death and now nobody can find out where his body went because the stone was rolled away and now the, the, the tomb is empty. Imagine this going on in your, in your watch, okay? You commanded, hey, you went to the Romans and said, listen, I want a guard put at that tomb because I know that if they say he rose again, because every one of them knew the qualifications for the Messiah, right? The Sanhedrin knew. So the Sanhedrin, they got together and said, hey, to the Romans, listen, I want guards placed at that tomb. I don't want something coming up with a missing body. Then they'll make him the Messiah for sure. Well, what happened? We all know that the stone was rolled away. Angels was there and Jesus's tomb is empty to this day. It's, it's crazy that people make a make a trip all the way around the globe to go look at an empty grave. But be, if you were here on, on, on Easter Sunday, then you realize that the resurrection is, is the apex moment. It is if, if it wasn't for the resurrection, there would be no Christianity. OK, so you were the ones that did this. Suddenly there's no body anymore. Now we're getting really complicated. How am I going to explain this to the people? Now we got these followers of his walking around. Peter was just walking around. People were laying people out in Solomon's colonnade there on the, in the streets. And they were laying people in the street. And Peter just walking by his shadow coming over them would heal them. I mean, can you imagine this? You're hearing all these stories going on and Peter's coming out and, and there's sick people, almost dead people, lepers. They're laying them out and the apostles are continuing the work that Jesus was doing. You have a problem. Because now everybody knows that you're the one that killed actually the Messiah. That these fishermen was doing these wonderful works. And so we get into this conversation. And this is what it says. They brought him in and they stood him before the Sanhedrin in verse 27. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, which is the Sanhedrin, where the high priest confronted them. That's Caiaphas. Didn't we tell you to never again teach in this man's name? He wouldn't even say Jesus's name. I want you to make a note of that. He couldn't say it because of the conviction that he was brought under. Listen to this. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him and you want to make us responsible for his death where well, you are responsible for his death. You can almost hear the conviction in in Caiaphas's talk here. OK. And it says here, but Peter and the apostles replied, listen to this. This is where I, this is the main portion of this text that I want you to hear. This is what Peter said. Now, I don't know how many people in here has ever been brought. Charges has been brought against you because of your Christianity. I have. I have at my work. 
But if you haven't, you probably will one day. Especially in the days in which we're living. They were brought before the council. And this is what he said. We must obey God. Rather than human authority. I want you to listen to that again. We must obey God. Rather than human authority. Now, what he is saying is not to contradict what was also told to us throughout the New Testament, that we have to obey human authority until human authority requires you to disobey God. At that point, you can't. Now, this can make a lot of people very uncomfortable. You start saying, listen, I can't, I can't be going in there being a Jesus freak at my work. I can't be I can't be doing things out in public. I, you know, I really don't want to I don't want to bow my head and pray at a restaurant. I mean, I don't want people to think. Listen. You have to obey God. The scripture says if you deny him in the presence of men, he also will deny you in the presence of his holy angels. One thing's for sure if you're a Christian, you are definitely in direct conflict with the world. The world defined in this speech is this, in this sermon. The world is everything that's anti-God or not Christian. Um, if you're a Christian, you should have deep conviction in your heart, as we talked about, to obey the Lord, to do what He wants you to do. Okay? I want you to look at this. The Sanhedrin, who was supposed to be the leading authority of religious affairs in all of Israel, was asking the apostles to disobey God. Listen, let me say that again to you. The most learned authority of the Holy Scriptures in all of Israel. Even Gamaliel, who later on, if you keep reading down through this, you'll see where he stopped them because they were going to kill him. These most leading authorities could not be trusted. <laughs> okay, are you making a connection with me? Okay, can I get an amen? Amen. Yes. So what do we see happening today? People who are considered to be in groups and, and, and big organizations that's considered to be religious leaders are falling in line with things that are disobedient to the Word of God and would have you do the same. This is when you have to understand Remember me talking at the very beginning. It's very difficult to see where you're at when you're in the moment living it out. It's very hard to see the painting when you're a part of it and it's not really happened yet. You know, I used to watch that dude on TV. I forget that little curly headed guy. He had a real, real good voice about him. And Yeah. Oh, I think. Oh, we need a nice little bird here flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, oh, oh, how? Oh, 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 so, oh, yeah. 
We need a nice, nice little tree here. Perhaps the wind's blowing just a little. And uh, then we have, oh, look at the shadows. It must be around noontime. I'm going to this beautiful day. Oh, here comes a duck. He's going to land in this pond. Oh, 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 yeah. I used to love to watch that dude because it freaked me out because he started with a canvas with nothing on it. Then all of a sudden I'm like, but you're like in that painting. You don't know what's going on because it's happening. And you don't know what's going to happen as a result of what's happening. And you don't know what's going to result of what you uh, happened as a result of what you did here just a minute ago. But God's up there painting the stuff and you just, and, and you've got to do what God says to do in that painting. Because if not, you're going to mess the painting up. You're going to be the thing that's out of place. It's very difficult to see where you're at in the middle of all this. But the very, I want to, I want to to stress this. The ones who the people placed all of their dependence for religious leadership and interpretation of the scripture was actually working in behalf of the devil. Trying to get the disciples in disobedience with God. In other words, you have to be astute enough spiritually and biblically to be able to understand when you're in obedience to God and when you're in absolute rebellion to God. Now, I can tell you this about COVID. COVID-19, that now we're looking at things happening in the globe. What is a commandment that Jesus gave the church? To forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Now, do you think that God forgot about COVID? Are there health reasons that, yeah, are we, are we supposed to use wisdom? Yes. But leave that into the hands of people that you trust, like your government officials. And you have what's happening in Canada right now, where uh, where a pastor come to church one day to find out this whole church has been got a fence around it and nobody's allowed in because they want to come in and check for masks. And then you have the the, the fellow that the who was who was actually born and raised in Russia under the communist regimes who said in an interview with Fox News, I believe it was Fox it was Fox or Newsmax, that at any given time, the police could barge in your house for any given reason and beat you to a pulp for whatever. And we're getting to that in America, folks. We're getting to it. And nobody's doing anything or standing up against any of this stuff. Now they're talking about all these edicts coming out from our presidency about barging into your house and taking your guns and doing this and doing that and you're losing all your rights and doing away with the Constitution. I'm going to read a list here in just a minute. We're headed that way. This Russian pastor said, listen, I smell it. I see it. I've lived it. You're headed to it. And why isn't anybody thinking anything about it? Well, this is where we're at. And we have to be ready to do what's right. Doing the right thing can oftentimes be a very uncomfortable thing to do. Right? And we're depending on people who we think are working in our behalf, but we find ourselves suddenly 
in a place to where we have to make a decision. Okay, am I going to do this or am I going to do what God said? Well, let me just make a statement in my behalf. And I'm going to be just like just like Joshua. As for me and my house, finish that for me. I will serve the Lord. Because I know that there's coming a day for me when I'm not going to inhabit this world no more. I'm going to die soon. Then what? And then I'm going to have to give an account for all the things that I did and the way that I treated myself, the way that I acted here on this planet will be in the hands of a just God. And I don't know how God will look at you when he puts you up and he says, "Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you stand right here and hold on just a minute. Come here. And he brings over an early church member who was crucified and killed over the things that you capitulated to willfully. And even lesser things. Now, I don't know how he will compare you to them or me to them. But that's an interesting thought. Listen to this. In what's going on in your world today, in which we find no reason to speak out or say anything or write a congressman or write a legislator of some form or fashion. Listen, these are spiritual things. These are things that are appearing in the physical, but they definitely have a spiritual background to them. And the ripple effect is unbelievable. New York approves open pot smoking. And Ohio is considering it. China is about to make war with Taiwan. This is spiritual in nature. Taiwan is our ally. And when that happens, there's going to be a war erupt globally. CNN and government and colleges are denying the ability to acknowledge the sex of babies. The very foundations of humanity. They're saying, no, you can't define that now. Okay, where are, what are we, how are you, how are you taking a normal step here? How how are you avoiding this? Because our babies are growing up in this. I'm very concerned about my grandchildren. And you know what? There's nothing more protective of a grandchild or a child than a mom or a dad. And by golly, get your butt in the game. Because staying outside it ain't doing. You're letting these other people make these decisions. Get in the game as a Christian. Write your legislators. Write these people. Demand that they do what's right and normal. Like, listen. Federal government denies prayer services on Good Friday. These are the beginnings of things. Church attendance in the United States is down more than 50%. Canada is now putting people in COVID hotels. That's a nice way of putting it in a COVID concentration camp. 
in the guise of something has been proven that if you get COVID-19, unless you have extreme health problems, okay, you have a 99.98% of surviving the, the, the ailment and not having any further complications. That's up to the age of 70. The shot only covers 94%. So why are you lowering your chances? Think about that. But it's, this thing has been, this thing has been overemphasized because it's a way to enact other things to put upon us and cause a global movement to communism. I'm not saying you shouldn't be careful. If you want to go out and get 12 shots, go get them. But understand that it will not prevent you from getting it and it will not prevent you from spreading it. And it's only good for just a few months. So what do you want to do after that? Keep going getting shots. Now that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the facts. That's not my opinion. That's facts. Go look it up. Israel, again, being targeted by Iran. And Biden is giving the Palestinians hundreds of millions of dollars. Against God's people. Your people. The patriarchs of our faith. Who God said in his word that if you curse Israel, God will curse you. You see all this happening? This is satanic. Per Chad Prather or Prater, Satanists are they're, they're defending child sacrifice as a spiritual ritual. Where is the Christians? You want to know why? Nobody cares to know. Where are you, man? Come on. You gonna let these people do this? Are you really going to stand by? What is God going to say to you over this? Satanists are standing up. Christians are laying down in fear. Oh gosh, I just want to look. I don't say anything. I'm so scared. I just don't want to. I just want peace. No, you're a freaking coward is what you are. You're a yellow belly coward. God gave you armor not to retreat. But to go forward, that is truth. Armor don't cover the back end, folks. Why are you running when you're servants of the Most High God? Biden administration calling for a global tax rate and income of up to 25%. The global community... How is this? How is this rough? Brother, I wish Brother Jay wouldn't preach this stuff when we're You're crazy. It's, a, it's applicable. The Bible talks about world events. Right? I'm sorry if I'm on your nerves right now, but this is absolute truth. You've got to hear this. This is setting up the global community, the global society who will have a one world leader, which will be the devil himself. And Biden's just ushering it in one thing after the next thing. I forget how many executive orders he's done. Hundred and some. Senator, Senator Warnock, this alleged pastor in Georgia, said that we are able to save ourselves. We don't need God. 
How are these people being allowed to even stay in office? Where are the hordes of Christians who should be out there right now fighting the fight? No, we're content to let the devil rule us and then hope for the best. Gun control. Now they're going to come in and take your guns. Biden says that even from the beginning that the Second Amendment wasn't even looked at. Certain people couldn't even even own certain types of guns. Why they didn't know there was another form of a musket? There was muskets and then there was cannons. What a fool. The Second Amendment's in place so that you can protect yourself from a tyrannical government. And I wrote a legislator here just the other day and told him, listen, this guy's nothing more than a neurotic, tyrannical, totalitarian dictator who needs to be stopped. And I said, and I expect you as my leader to garner people around you to get, get, get support and stand against this tyrant whose son violated all the gun laws. Whose son rapes children and nothing said. What planet y'all living on? I don't know about you, but I'm fed up. I'm tired. And then they want to put their thumb on Christians and shut our churches down while they're letting people like that go. While they're, while, they're, while they're now teaching young boys and young girls, your grandbabies and my grandbabies are going to be taught to have safe anal sex with one another. And that, they don't, that you, you don't have a right to tell anybody what their gender is. That when they're two and three years old, if they feel, feel like that they're a girl and they're really a boy, a biological boy, that's what they are and you can't say anything about it. If so, you're nothing more than a freak. You're, this more, you're, you're, one, of these, you're one of these just racist people that that need to be put in some camp somewhere. That's where we're at. Man, can you believe that? That's where we're at. We're there. Do you understand me? This is no longer future talk. You're standing right in the middle of the painting. It's just, it's happening all around you and you're worried about your world and you don't even see what's going on. But it's soon, it's going to be knocking at your door because it's all around us. Now I'll tell you, I watched a sermon last night from a Catholic priest. I was pretty impressed. He said, this is my homily. I said, I eat that. Oh, wait, no, not hominy. (laughs) But he did a great job. I was very proud of him. I hope he gets saved, but I was very proud of him. And even in the same tone of things, you know, he said he was over there in, 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 in uh, Poland and he went and, and him and a group of people went and they were there for some sort of consortium of some kind and whatever that they do, beads on strings, whatever, I don't know what it is. But they were going and they thought, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to go see Auschwitz. And he said when he got there, he goes, all that everybody said was how could anybody let this happen? 
that they said it was snowing in July. But it wasn't snow. It was the ashes in the air coming down like snowflakes. And you know what? The people did nothing. Nothing. Did nothing. Millions of Jews killed and others. But we kill, as this person stated, we kill more babies in abortion clinics in this country than Auschwitz did in its five-year whole existence. And Christians do nothing. Is that okay with you? Is that okay with you that the COVID shots have baby, aborted baby DNA in it? That's part of it. That's satanic to me. I'd rather die of it than to get that shot. Take that. The shot has aborted fetus DNA in it. Satan's way of making sure that you get to participate in his diabolical plan. And then the whole world wants to take it. Does it surprise you that the world would want something that Satan has to offer? Doesn't surprise me none. Give me the flu. I'd rather be right in God's eyes than have to say, yeah, it was okay to God. I knew about that they were, what they were giving me. So far, in every lab animal that they tried that shot in, they died. There's liable to be a, a large human die-out that could possibly happen because the Bible says in the book of Revelations, one-third would die. And when you have people like Bill Gates who's, in, who's involved in eugenics, which is population control. I wouldn't take that shot for if someone said, here's you a million dollars. I wouldn't do it. There ain't no way. It's not been FDA approved. Been done under the guise of an emergency. And it's really not one. I wonder what happened to the regular flu. Don't ever hear about that. Everything's COVID-19. Because that's what hospitals get paid for. Her grandmother, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, goes into the hospital for an infection in her finger. They don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. But on her death certificate, she died of COVID-19. Because each hospital gets roughly 30 some thousand dollars for every COVID patient. Then if that patient dies, they kick in another 15,000. It's upwards of $55,000 that every hospital gets for every COVID patient they get. I know this because I did this work. I was our FEMA agent at the city. And if I could put, if something was a declared national emergency... It was a declaration by the president. We got paid federal dollars for cleaning it up. We were collecting the city's taxpayer dollars that was paying our wages to do the work. So we were getting double paid, right? Right? 
But I was also able to file for every tree limb, every chainsaw, every bit of gas, every mower, every bucket truck, every man, every gratuity of that man, his boots, his clothing, his hard hat, his gloves. Let me tell you what, I got a spreadsheet that would blow your mind. And if I could tie that into that event, all I did is submit that to FEMA and we get us a nice big fat check. exactly why this is still going on but listen somebody's got to pay the bill who's that going to be the government keeps handing out money left and right left and right i'll tell you what's going to happen somebody else is going to own us because we ain't going to be able to pay it back this is all very biblical it might be happening in the physical around you, but it is very, very biblical. And has very much biblical connotations to the Christian. I don't see any Muslim churches with fences around them and people cannot go inside. I don't see police barging in Muslim temples to go in and demand people's where I don't see that. Do you? Have you heard of any? I haven't heard of any. Why is Christianity attacked? Because it is the truth. And Satan hates the truth and wants to snuff it out. Everybody else already belongs to him. Folks, I hope you can see what's going on. It is a great and terrible day. I would be so remiss if I did not talk about the condition of the world in which we are living. Everything is not rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> These are bad times we're in. And we're smack dab in the middle. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The good news is this. That God put you here. In this time. And in this place. Because He knew you and I could handle it. And that we could do it. And that we have to be true. And then we have to have dignity. And we have to have honor with God. And we have to place God first. And we have to move forward in the plan of God. And we cannot let the government lead us and down these roads that create disobedience between us and God. I'm all about being a lawful, respectful person. I love our officers. I know nearly all of them. I know our chief. I know our, 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 uh, our lieutenants. I know these guys, our majors. I know them well. I respect them. I, I, I adore these people. And I know they do what they do because they too have a sense of duty to keep things correct. And that there is a right and that there is a wrong. And the evildoers must not be allowed to take it out on us. But every time something evil happens in this world and it involves a gun or a knife, the law-abiding citizen is attacked. That just shows you they don't really care about the crime. They don't care about that. The only thing they care about is the agenda to disarm you. They don't care. If you'll notice these latest shootings that involve two Islamic radicals, they say, suddenly, poof, they're gone. 
They dominated the news for a day or two and then poof, they're gone. They didn't fit the narrative. You know the dude that drove into the, to the gates there and stabbed and killed a couple cops there in Washington, D.C.? Ended up he was what? Islamic, right? An Islamic radical. Poof, that story goes away. It doesn't fit the narrative. But boy, let me tell you, you let one white dude shoot a BB gun and kill a bird and they'll probably go to prison for 25 years. Just didn't fit the narrative. You are living right now smack dab. I want to welcome you to the book of Revelations. Welcome. Welcome to the apocalypse. Welcome to the end times. You're smack dab in the middle of it. Satan and his antichrist, they're here. And they're just waiting. All these things are taking place, culminating into one epic event where heaven and hell will collide and you are in it. Welcome. What are you going to do? The Scripture says this, that He shall descend from heaven with the voice of an angel the archangel, and I like this, the trump of God. He'll descend out of heaven with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those of us that remain will forever be with the Lord in the air and will join Him there. That is referred to as the rapture of the church. If you want to know what's next, that's it. And that could happen today, folks. It could happen at any second. And if you're not ready, if, you're not, if your heart doesn't belong to Jesus Christ, you're going to stay here and enjoy what the devil's bringing to the earth. If people want it, they're going to get it. Don't be a part of that crowd. Welcome to the end times.